Hello and welcome to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm Andy Barr, owner of Barr Transportation. We're so glad you joined us today. Now, our mission here is very simple at Barr Transportation. It's to provide you with the most reliable and honest national transportation for your goods, paired with proactive communication throughout the entire life of the load. Now, this podcast is designed exactly for you. It's for sales managers, produce managers, logistics managers, traffic managers, the entire C-suite, anyone else who really wants to perform at the top of their game in this global food and beverage industry. So whether you're big or small, West Coast or East Coast, this podcast is meant for you. Now make sure to stick around at the end of each show and we'll reveal how you can apply to be on the show yourself so you can grow your authority, build partnerships, and help your business boom. Interviews are about 15 to 20 minutes long. And I'll leave you with my favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. That's it. I'll see you on the inside. Enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are here again on another episode of the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. We're here with Cena and Rich Wheeler. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us on this. I guess we're in February now. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk fish today. We're gonna talk salmon. Maybe some tilapia. If we get crazy, some sea bass. I'm not sure. So uh, <laughs> we we I love seafood. You guys, you know, third generation uh, fishing family uh, from from Norway and. Excited to have you on today. Uh, Cena, for you specifically, you know, you're like the, the food expert, the, the scientist, right? The, the masters in foods, uh, food. Uh, you also have worked at for Continental Mills, and now you've been, uh, you know, helping, helping run the, uh, the Cena C company. What, what would you say, before we dive into it, you know, just a little bit about um, you and Rich as far as your background? And, you know, it's one thing if you're, you know, your family has a business going, but there's a no, whole nother thing to to actually continue that legacy? Uh, yeah, for me, it's quite natural. I uh, was born into a fishing family. My grandpa immigrated from Norway and fished out of Ballard, Washington. So we're from the Seattle area or Northwest. Um, fished out of there. It's a real, it's kind of a hotbed area for Norwegian immigrants. So, uh, and then my dad got involved through my mom, much like much, much like Rich, um, being the son-in-law. So he married into the family and started fishing and he fished all my life as I grew up. And then... Um, um, wouldn't you know it? Same thing with Rich. He married in and uh, gave it a try and and loved it. Right. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was studying nutrition, so I have the a degree in nutrition and then a master's in food science, uh, which was also looking studying fish and fishery science because it was just so natural for me. And then, um, like you said, a decade or so in the food R and D lab, and then we decided to we we've been fishing all that time, of course. Um, just commercial fishing. And then we decided to start our own business, Cena C. And we were really looking at the, the beef industry and like grass-fed beef and, and ranchers and things selling their own because they knew they uh, maybe taken extra care or, you know, with the grass-fed or done some extra things for that quality and sold it under their own name. We really felt like we could do that with our fish. We, we catch Copper River salmon, halibut, black cod, and we take all the extra steps for handling and premium quality, which is what I was studying for my master's degree. So we felt like we could we could really sell that fish as as the premium fish that it is. And it's been a really interesting journey. We've learned a lot and it's been real fun. So we're going to dive into that a, a lot of us, like with the C to C differences and the quality, because 
I guess there's a there's a big difference between like, okay, this is what the regulation is, the standard is, and this is what actually happens. And and um, so we'll we'll jump into that. But before we do, we'll go over two things: wild versus farm raised, and fresh versus frozen. So, uh, Rich or Cena, whichever one you want to uh, jump in here. Wild versus farm raised. What's first of all? What is farm raised? And obviously, wild is wild. You know, and the pros and cons of each. You want that one, or should uh, I'll, I'll start with a little bit, and then we uh, we share a lot of the same opinion on this. So, uh, okay. first off, uh, farm raised has a place, um, and I will tell you truthfully that the pressure that would be put on this wild fish is so vast. There's just not enough uh, to go around. Uh, you know, our as our human population grows, so does the uh, the stress on the resource. So there's you know a place for it uh what we like to do is uh with wild is fish conservatively you know uh conservation is always on our mind and it's what we shoot for so, so the place for wild is sustainable fishing so mm-hmm. um you know obviously we we wouldn't want to fish our wild stocks out um we fish in alaska where all the fishing is done sustainably and what that means is um management for the stocks so that what we're fishing on is first they let the fish es- escape or the escapement is through the river all the fish spawning they have target values and then what we're fishing on is basically the access the excess for that year so when you hear it's a it's a good year for the salmon it's a good year on top of what we need for the future um a low year would be not a lot of salmon on top of what we need for the future so so it's always management um the the purpose is always for sustainability or longevity of the species and a a big year is on top of uh, what needs to spawn and for the next year if that makes sense i think that um it's a it's really important point to make because sometimes um when people think of wild they think of oh gosh i don't want to eat that last wild salmon um and we wouldn't let you (laughs) 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 on the last wild salmon right uh you know as fishing families especially people like us and there's a lot of people like us in alaska that are generational fishing families Um, nobody wants to overfish and um, deplete those populations so the way i think about it which is actually quite a turn for simple is when you are investing in wild salmon, you're choosing an option that's better for your health, uh, better for you. It's actually better for the planet and those salmon. You're investing in basically in order to make sure that we have the great returns that we have. We have to yeah. keep those rivers clean, non-polluted, no um, no mining, no logging. All of those things are done to, to keep that salmon returning. So when you invest in that wild salmon, you're actually investing in the return and the management of that wild salmon if that makes sense kind of a flip for some people yeah so there, there's a lot to unpack here so w- when when you say invest like is is wild salmon more expensive is that why it's like investing and okay so we're only eating or harvesting so to speak the surplus so that's great because then the there's always um a stable population for the next year and the farm raised they are is that is that a way to help the, the wild because obviously because then we're not how, how does how does farm raised fit into the whole picture and and rich you you mentioned um the stress on the fish is it because so you're literally mean the stress on the fish because there's so many fish in the tank or, or no 
know, the, the strength on the, the resource would be. I, I would say just to answer your kind of first question is if think of it as an organic vegetables versus non-organic. When I say invest, it's the wild salmon is typically going to cost more and it's going to be, uh, you know, better health benefits. There's, there's more that goes into it. Whereas, and when Rich is saying the stress of the population, he's saying if we're going to feed the world, we might need both. Um, we might need a, a lower cost um, farmed option. And um, what's really important is to keep them <laughs> separate. Yeah. Um, in Alaska, they do a really nice job where they don't allow farming in those rivers. Because if you're farming in the rivers where you have wild population, it can really um, mess with the wild population. Oh, so sure. yeah. it's really important that we uh, do both and do them separately and not try to co you know confuse the two, if that makes sense. I think that um, okay. if, if, uh, I know that in Canada, they had a lot of you know fish farming and stuff in their rivers, and it has kind of um, affected the wild population. So I think it's better when they do it separate. In the, in okay. And obviously, you know, you guys are the, the fish experts, but, you know, salmon demand is just crazy right now. Yeah. And so then to get to your other question of, you know, uh, fresh versus frozen, it's really comes down to freezing technologies. Today, there's so many great things out there that uh, we do with our fish that uh, nobody else is doing. Uh, one, the fish comes into our uh, facility and they're rinsed with ozonated water and it just knocks that fish smell off and the slime and then it's uh, handled like you could take them, you know, these are really well taken care of fish all the way okay. through the process. Uh, and then it's, you know, we take the care staking or the caretaking of, you know, wrapping each individual piece with parchment paper uh, and then vacuum seal and then flash frozen and, you know, keeping below 10, uh, you know, minus 10. So it's there's a lot of care that goes into this product. And and what is the standard? And, and you know, are you guys doing the standard? Are you guys doing more? Are other people doing less, like as far as quality and, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, absolute standard uh, is just the baseline of what we go for. And then we're above that. We go okay. bringing, you know, starting with the, the rinsing of the fish, the ozonated water that, you know, cuts down that fish smell. You open that package and it's just like the day that it was caught. This is, you know, quality is just absolutely beautiful. Well, and, and it starts actually on board. It really starts when the fish comes out of the water. Yeah, that time temperature clock start ticking. And when the fish comes out of the water, there's handling techniques you do on board individually with the fish. You want to lead the fish, like come out, you want to chill it. The, the quicker you can chill the fish, the you're adding you're adding time, you're adding time onto that fish. So as soon as it's caught, it's all about the handling technique and then getting it to the customer was plenty of time on that time temperature clock. Got it. So the the handling techniques, <clears throat> the uh the rinsing of the fish, the packaging, the speed of that entire process to the customer is basically the 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 C to C difference. Yeah. In a this, is why, this is why Cindy and I make a great partnership here because as she as I fall down, she'll pick it up and then to touch <laughs> absolutely right. It does start with uh onboarding of this fish. I mean this is we have uh the opportunity to buy from uh, we are a fisherman owned business and so the people that uh do fish for us uh do care. They're paid more for their fish to take care of their fish. And so it really does start right there uh from the very beginning. This fish is not abused. It's not thrown on the deck. It's you know, cared, loved, and oftentimes we joke about we take pictures of our fish. So <laughs> okay, uh, well prepared product all the way through. Nice. And and give us you know three generations. Give us give us a, a, an idea of the scope of how many uh, you know fish fishermen or fishing companies do you work with and and boats and you know yeah the, the size. So this uh, this is myself going into my twenty fourth year of uh, commercial fishing, and uh, through that I've made a lot of connections, and so we'll have you know um, I think. It's the beginning of this, we were talking about when we start our season, we'll start in March for crab. Uh, we'll have a couple boats there. It'll be, you know, probably small boats, probably six or seven boats. We'll go out fishing and then we go and then in the shrimping where we'll have probably another 20 or 30 boats that are, you know, taking care of this shrimp. And then the long 
landing season starts and we'll have more, probably anywhere from three to, you know, four dozen boats that'll come to our facility. And then salmon, uh, you know, I, I hit a goal of one to purchase from probably 50 to 60 boats. 50 to 60 boats. Okay. Wow. Okay. So nice size operation. Uh, and you're saying, you know, you guys are direct to consumer. So B to C basically. Have you thought about trying to get into Whole Foods or, you know, uh, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know, for the 60 North side, this is um, going into where I, I have my sales and I'm always working to, you know, achieve uh, getting into Whole Foods or even, you know, we're working with some people in North Carolina, you know, Weaver Street Market, great customer that oh, yeah. product. And so all those, you know, great markets that are still available that we're working on all the time. Okay. Yeah, I think one thing uh, is that we have, we're fish, we're fishermen. We have the processing facility. So the processing plant in, uh, in Cordova, Alaska is called 16 North Foods. And that's where we cut the fish. So some of that fish is cut for Cena Sea. And for Cena Sea, we cut in six ounce portions, wrap with parchment and freeze. They also have um, out of the plant, they'll do some wholesale customers. So that's the differentiation. Cena okay. is a certain type of customer where we ship to their door. Um, but at the facility at 60 North, they'll do um, you know fresh whole fish and, and other wholesale activities, yeah, we, if we, that makes sense. Yeah, we sell fish all sure. over the country. I mean, we're, we're wholesaling you know whole fish, H&G fish, all of flying on Alaska Airlines or uh, you know, however we get out. So at, at CNSC, you can, you can order the, the smaller filet or the entire fish? At CNSC, it's always cut into six ounce portions and frozen. So we can ship it to people's door. It's in, it's in like a, a cube, small box. And we're really, we are really working with consumers that, that would like, you know, four or eight portions. Sure. Uh, right now, that's hard for somebody in say, um, you know, middle America, they want some Copper River salmon, but it, they don't have it at the grocery store or something. So it's really that, is that bringing the premium quality right to somebody's door. So Cena C fulfills that um, B to C side. Okay. And as we kind of, you know, step back as, and look at the industry as a whole, right? So 30,000 foot level, you know, we talked about not overfishing. Uh, by the way, how do you even monitor that? Uh, how, you know, I, I guess when the, when the ships come in, you know, you, you've got like an ID number and if you're already at your max, you know, you get fined for overage or I don't know how it works, but so yeah. You know, we have, uh, there's, because we purchase from um, several different fisheries, you know, for instance, halibut and black cod is regulated. It's a federally regulated industry uh, by IFQ, which is Individual Fishing Quota. So right now, I know within uh, you know a couple of pounds of how many pounds I can go catch, and I cannot oh. uh, I cannot go over that pounded salmon. Is the Olympic style where they have an opener? They have a you know, for instance, the Copper River opens up for twelve hours on the first opener, and we have we can go out there and catch two fish, or I can catch five hundred fish, um, and it just getting after it. Uh, so there's a couple different, you know, regulations. Now the state of Alaska uh, regulates the salmon fishery by how many fish go up the zone, up the river past the sonar. So it's a pretty heavily regulated industry right there. Very okay. regulated. Yeah. And and um, every fisherman is completely regulated. There's no like, oh, well, we do it like this and we do it like that. It's, it's very mandated. Okay, good. Well, that's comforting that, you know, there's rules in place and there's ways to enforce those rules and, you know, make sure everyone is as, as possible a level playing field, right? So we can, you yeah, know, all, you know, down to even to our, the length of our nets, how deep our nets can be, the size of our webbing and everything else. I mean, it's a really, this is a really tight regulated industry. You're not, this is not the Wild West where you're out there. Just, you know, That's comforting. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
uh, are people entering the space? Are they leaving the space as far as fisher fishermen and fishing boats and, you know, seafood companies? Absolutely. Yeah, this is a really tough business. Uh, and this is not for everybody. The industry is not for everybody. When I, my very first year uh, fishing, I was approached by, you know, one of a person that I really admire and said, well, you know, this is not for everybody. And I was just kind of taken back by that as, well, this is, I hope this is for me. And uh, I, I didn't even think anything different of it. But uh, in my career, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I mean, this is it's hard, um, yeah. but it's you know, a real great way to make a living, provide for your family. And I think in general trends, that you prob- would probably see a somewhat of a consolidation of, say, the, the fishing company. Yeah. Uh, there's, in some industries, you see some consolidation on the boats, but in the salmon, you know, they're fished on small boats, one or two guys. They're individually owned. They're, you're, they're really not getting consolidated. They're not going to be consolidated into these, you know, factory fish, you know. Yeah, you see these massive vessels with, you know, huge, almost a mile long net like just what's going yeah. on there and that, that's a different <laughs> that's that'd be like trawling or something like that where they're you know uh dragging in the either down on the bottom of the ocean or midwater trawl or there's all kinds of different fisheries it's but they're it's, regulated completely different yeah and they they wouldn't be jumping over and fishing for salmon uh it, it's very different okay. they have their own quota system so they don't can't dip into uh say the small boat fishing okay okay that's comforting uh okay so you know are there any as you look at before we look at 2022, how was 2021? How was how to go? How was business? Well, uh, on the business side, we've you know been great. Um, everything's good. We're selling lots of fish. People are really interested, in, and and I think that you know uh, we've done a good job of uh, promoting our message. You know, we, we do have Cena's done a you know a marvelous job of really uh, speaking to people. And she does her emails are amazing. I read them and I just want to cry because it's just like <laughs> this is so heartfelt and and, and true. And most importantly, uh, yeah. you know, genuine. No, yeah, very very genuine. I mean, this is uh, this person right here that I'm sitting next to writes these emails and and pours her heart and soul into these things so it's really super special uh now dealing with COVID during this time uh has been challenging and you know on all fronts whether it's you know us trying to get our boxes out on time and getting delivered on time seen as you know really figured out a lot of the logistics on stuff and you know if I had to say and point my finger at one industry that's really kind of tough it's logistics you know getting going from our facility to these people's doorsteps yeah. in a consistent basis yeah. uh and actually having somebody that really cares about UPS is, eh, eh. I mean, I, I have maybe uh, off the record, I might say things differently. Uh, my airlines is also, you know, uh, poses its challenges too, but you know, um, moving, the, moving the product. Yeah. So really, really let's go through that logistical workflow, right. Of, you know, once it arrives to Cordova and sometimes it's barged down, sometimes it's flown down, you know, yeah. go, let's go through that. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, for thinking of Cena specifically, when we set out to start this business, our goal was how do we get the premium quality, what we're accustomed to eating really year round? How do we get that to somebody's door in the middle of the nation or the East Coast on a consistent basis? So first we had to walk through just, you know, how to fresh versus frozen. And we chose to freeze. We do a high quality freezing, like we've mentioned, because that's stopping that time temperature clock and bringing consistency. Right. So we, we do everything frozen for Cena Seeds. Um, and we, uh, we have processing facility right at the fishing grounds. So the boats comes directly in, bring directly the process 
facility where it's cut, portioned, wrapped, vacuum sealed, and frozen. And then we ship it down. You jump in here, but uh, throughout the season, we'll ship it on um, Alaska Airlines. We'll bring it down to Washington, where where we live, where I am. And we have our um, warehouse that we built, a, a freezer uh, warehouse facility, and we bring it there. And we're and then we're shipping it out. So then we get an order for you know four portions, twenty portions, and we're there just packing the box with that exact order. And then we UPS it to people's door from there. So through the season, wow. we're bringing that down from Alaska. We're really just keeping the pipeline full as we're as we're catching it, being processed and being brought down and, and down to our customers. And I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to put it on a barge, right? So the the fact that you invest in the Alaskan Airlines flight, I mean, obviously the customers are noticing the difference because you know that's I'm sure that's going to affect how much you have to charge for the fish, right? So yeah, yeah we I, you know we work with Copper River salmon. It's the first wild commercially available salmon on the marketplace, and so timing is everything. We actually do, um, you know, for the first week off the opener, we actually bring fresh down for seamus, which is a pretty big deal and the logistically challenging. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, we are bringing that even that frozen fish down throughout the season, and and basically our freezers are empty, and we have to bring the fish down, and it has to be pretty fast because we are um, selling it as we're catching. Okay, okay, right. And like, okay, what would you say would be the estimated time? You know, and I don't know what's good, what's bad, but you know, let's say you catch it at eight a.m. and then you're you're back at the at the dock at you know five p.m. Our openers are twelve hours, and so uh, it takes about an hour and a half to get from the grounds back to the facility, and then we're immediately you know uh, start butchering that product. Right then. Wow, you know, then then it either goes uh, it's graded and then goes into either a CNC pile or into a to be sent out on Alaska Airlines fresh. Gotcha. And they're all you know we take care of the fresh first, and then we dive in CNC side of it. So Cena's she's at the top of our order list. So whatever Cena wants, we get her. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of really quickly, but at the end of the day, what we do most important is we keep this fresh frozen. I mean, it's at, at the proper. This is right. and it's really important. Uh, we don't have temperature abuse. It's really kind of care. So as we look at 2022 and kind of your your closing thoughts here, as we wrap up, are there are there any sort of uh, new types of fish or maybe a, a new fish seasoning that you guys have coming out or anything you, you want to share with everyone? Well, um, we we work with what we work with, so we we catch salmon, halibut, black eye. We can't invent a new type of fish but what we have done that we're really excited about is um, we we often try to get creative with the cuts we try to use a lot of the whole fish so we have products like scrape meat when we literally scrape the backbone of our copper river salmon with a spoon by hand and save that meat and so we have products that we call chop that's just pure scrape meat to make it for patties um, but one of the newest things that we're really proud of is uh, uh, we've taken our black cod or sable fish which is an excellent excellent fish and we added a marinade right to the bag so we oh nice come out with a miso marinade so it, um the miso marinade is fabulous but it, it's it's just time consuming to create and make at home and then sit and marinate and it marinates for days so we put the we made the sauce and put it right in the bag and vacuum seal it so all you do is defrost it and put it in the oven and you have this gourmet um fish that tastes like a chef made it it's really incredible so we came out with another flavor ginger black cod this year based on our uh, my family's recipe from fishing black cod for generation and um learning how to cook it. So that's been really, really fun to kind of branch into that um, R&D side and come out with products. And what we love is, is dropping the barrier. So we work, we sell directly to consumers and we get a lot of feedback that, um, you know, they just aren't sure how to cook it or what to do with it. So we're just trying to remove those barriers and say, look, it can be so easy. You're you're defrosting an individual package. You're pulling it out and putting it in the oven. It's, it's as easy as making, you know, um, chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's that's good. That's good. The really neat thing about what Cena won't tell you is that how cool it is. We're we're really innovating some really neat stuff, and there's some stuff that we're doing that nobody in the country's doing. Um, and it's because of, and I'm gonna just because I want to be educated. Why are we not ABC? I mean, uh, because we do everything. I mean, we catch the fish, we process the fish, we sell them. right. I mean, uh, I make the damn wooden boxes that we sell the garbage. <laughs> I mean, like I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The only thing you don't do is is is, is produce the minnows. <laughs> 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 we do a lot and so yeah. um, what we are doing is really trying to stay cutting edge and, and really enticing a lot of people to try our products and and not only that but we have a hundred percent guarantee in this product we stand behind this product uh oh. time. i mean there uh, you go. It and you don't like it i'll give you the damn money back <laughs> i mean it's like we take this serious uh That's but we are doing some really cool stuff and uh cena's done a marvelous job with you know promoting what we're doing excellent well rich cena thanks for being on and we will uh you know, definitely let you know once it's out and thanks again. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm Andy Barr of Bar Transportation. Now, if you are a successful leader in the food and beverage space, believe in your company, I want to share your story. Really look no further. All you have to do is go to bartrans, B-A-H-R-T-R-A-N-S.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply to apply to be on the show. Lastly, if you enjoyed listening to our show, please consider sharing the link or a screenshot on your social media account. We want to help as many people as possible who truly believe education and discussion is where it all starts. Of course, if you know someone that would be a great guest, connect with us and we'll explore to see if it's a good fit. Again, thank you for listening to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. And as always, we'll leave you with our favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. Now go crush life, and we'll see you again soon.